Make room for sports. Make room for sports. Make room for sports. Rejoice, sports fans. Just make room for sports. Uh, with me, I have Dave Dominey. Hey. Mike Lochran. Uh, hello, friends. And Mikhail Britt. What's up? And as always, oh. I'm your host, Simon Barrett. Uh, and so we, uh, we're, we have to dive in this week because we, uh, we're having a hard time making room for sports today um, <laughs> for various reasons. Uh, but uh, we have Mike Lochran on the ground in Philadelphia. Uh, we flew him out there um, <laughs> it, just for just to like directly report on the NFL draft this week. Uh, so Mike, I've been, oh, I've yeah. been like um, I've been hiding out here since 1979, just waiting for the NFL draft. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my, yeah, yeah. I my mean, parents uh, conceived me just for this moment. This is like everything's been leading up to this. Yeah, we flew. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you lived other places at certain times. You're back there now for this. Um, we flew. We flew his parents out there in 1979. <laughs> we went yeah, back you, in time. <laughs> you like, yeah. You did a Back to the Future thing. You made my parents fall in love. Um, it's more like a turn. <laughs> Yeah, it actually was more like a Terminator thing, but you don't need to know all the details of all the people we had to kill to get your parents to like each other. Um, Mike, what yes. is the NFL draft, and uh, how is it going? I think it's about to be over, so we're recording this on Saturday afternoon, so I think it, I think it finishes up today. Um, as far as I can tell, it's just like a colossal shit show. Um, they've taken over like the main cultural artery of the city, and I think there are like up to 200,000 people kind of roaming around. There's a zip line. Um, there's like multiple gift shops. They built an entire stage that eclipses the art museum. Um, but then in a, uh, in like a, a detail that creative theory heads or like cultural critics would love, they like, they built a stage that obscures the art museum, but then like <laughs> built a simulation of the art museum steps inside the stage. Um, <laughs> Which are the Rocky Steps. Which are the Rocky Steps, yes. But the stage itself <laughs> is actually literally like 100 feet from the Rocky Steps, but you can't see it because you're inside a fake like, soundstage. Which recreates the steps. Which recreates the steps. <laughs> are yeah. they smaller inside? I would imagine a little bit smaller, but it's, it's huge. I mean, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's big. Having said all that, I will say that like, it's undeniably good TV. Like I watched most of the first night on TV. So I was like, watching some of it this morning, and the one thing I noticed was that a lot of these uh, NFL players love helping out kids, like helping little kids. Have you noticed? They love helping little kids. How do you, how do you mean? <laughs> like either like supporting them and like fulfilling a dream or um, helping a little kid with a disability uh, feel good about your- himself. Is your implication that they're doing this for like marketing purposes? Uh, hey, I didn't say it. I'm just saying a lot of these these players. Surprising amount of NFL players, potential drafts, love helping disabled children. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's just probably a. Well, you know, actually, uh, you know, like they all hang out together. It makes sense that something would kind of be a fad. That's making cool. me wonder if, Mikhail, your engagement with children with autism is actually just a cynical attempt at. <laughs> Helping your public image. Well, that was my follow-up question uh, for Mike. Is um, have any of us been drafted yet? Um, none of us have been drafted directly into okay. the NFL. Okay, I um, kind of wish coaches would look past uh, our was our was that a thing? Was that a possible possibility? I mean, they can draft. I anyone, was under right? the impression that 
that like anyone in America could be drafted oh, shit. into the NFL. I thought it was actually by like total lottery. I didn't I actually. Know got to... I couldn't have been drafted because I was drafted last year. But yeah. oh yeah, that's right. You blew out your ACL first day. Problem. Yeah. Problematic story. He blew out his SEL helping children. Helping children, yeah. <laughs> carrying carrying <laughs> 17 disabled children to watch his first game. Yeah, so I'm in a fucking battle with the insurance company because to me that was part of my job in the NFL. But uh, I will see what happens insurance companies, they're not, they're not buying that? No, they Bullshit. say that it wasn't, it wasn't during work. But Bullshit. I mean, well, you people see don't me with know those this, kids. The, the whole reason they only play one game a week in the NFL is that the other six days you're just helping kids. Yeah. That's exactly true. <laughs> you're just helping helping kids. Like you're waking up, you're grinding every day, helping kids. So, Mike, <laughs> this was like the first year uh, that like the NFL really tried to make the draft like kind of like a, a destination festival. Uh, I was reading. Should we uh, should we analyze that? Let's analyze it. I think that's somewhat true. Yeah, like it's been gravitating towards this. I think last year it was in Chicago and it was kind of similar. But this is the first time they've built like an ephemeral theme park in a city. Um, and can anyone go? Do you have to buy tickets? Like, what's the anyone can go? Yeah, to get into the fake Rocky Steps building, you had to apply. I think there were like several thousand tickets that you could apply for that they were free. Um, but the way it's set up, it's like essentially a, a colossal amphitheater, so that even if you're like 400 yards away, you're still sort of there, and they have giant TV screens, and you can still see it. But you haven't gone down. I have not gone down. Although I work, my college is like um, four blocks away. And so I, 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 I drive past it every day. How's and, traffic? Oh, don't get me started, brother. It's <laughs> not, no, this is what we want to hear. This is the on-the-ground perspective uh, it's, on sports. It's not good. It's, it's not good. It did, take me, it did take me one hour to go four miles on Thursday, and that was like, not fun. That's like L.A. at any time. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking I may as well just move to L.A. Um, uh, what, um, how, how are the people in the city kind of taking it? Are people like overall happy about it? I think... I think people are mostly upset about it. <laughs> you don't interact with other people in your city. No, you? I thought yeah, you just. You, I thought you meant me. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm mostly upset about it. I think the. Um, I think the city is like you know happy that we're on TV. It look the city looks pretty on TV, so that's nice. Bringing uh, in a lot of money for the city. Well, I mean that's an interesting question. I don't know that it is. I think this is one of the NFL's promises about stuff like this: is that, for instance, like building a stadium is going to be good for the city. It almost never is. It almost always bankrupts the city. Um, yeah. So I, I, I can't imagine that we're making any any money on this. Um, so yeah, I don't know. But that's that's an interesting uh, interesting question. Well, yeah, because I I don't see how. I mean, I guess it's um, if there's tourism, if people are traveling to Philadelphia and staying in hotels to go to the NFL draft, but. But I guess I'm confused. Like, why would you, like, the players aren't there, are they? They are there. The players that get drafted are mostly there, especially the ones in like the first two rounds. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. They're not all there, but I would say they're like ninety percent there. So if you think you're, if you're, so if you're like a great college football player, and you think you're going to be drafted into the NFL, you go to this place and you hope that basically someone calls out your name and you end up on a team that you like. That is correct. But you know, I mean, you know pretty much if you're going to get drafted or not. So it's, it's not like you're wondering. But you don't know what team. You don't know what team, correct. You really don't. Okay, that seems really stressful. Well, no wonder there have been films uh, about this, such as uh, Draft Day, which is, I guess, about baseball, and uh, also uh, the film Jerry Maguire. What is Draft Day is about football. Draft Day is about football. I thought it was I, about firefighters. I've seen Draft Day, is the funny thing. <laughs> 
Yeah. Huh. Uh, anyway. Backdraft. Backdraft. Um, oh, backdraft. Yeah. Well, or you could have been thinking of a uh, ladder forty-nine. Could have gone either way. <laughs> How many player do five players get drafted per team? Mm, it kind of depends. Uh, there are, I think, there are seven rounds to the draft, but not every team has seven picks. So you could, just like in basketball, you could wind up trading a lot of picks so that you have either more than seven or fewer than seven. And is there any hot players? I mean, like hot, as in like they're going to be good at, <laughs> at uh, sports. Like, I know uh, what you meant. I know. Uh, what you I want to hear about the hot players. Uh, I know what you really meant. Yeah. No, I mean the ones that are going that are going to be playing well. Sounds problematic. One. Uh, is there any players to look out for? Okay. Players to look out for. I, I mean, isn't it true that especially in football, like nobody ever really knows anything? I don't know. Like no, it's, I, don't, it's I, I so certainly hard. don't know anything. I mean, I don't. Right. Yeah. But I think not I think only we just do, proved that. I think we just proved your point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we don't know anything, but I think more importantly, everyone involved that should know things actually doesn't know things. Like um, when, uh, what was that guy? Uh, who that's was in true the, in academia, too. Well, it's funny. There's actually, I was thinking about that. There's a, a somewhat famous Malcolm Gladwell uh, competitor podcaster um, has a, wrote an article years ago saying that the two hardest things to predict are NFL quarterbacks and teachers because the difference between like a, col- a college quarterback or like a recent graduate um, in their like amateur versus professional lives is just really hard to predict. Like there's so many things that could go wrong. Um, mm-hmm. That nobody ever knows. And this actually leads us to something else we've talked about sometimes, which is my theory that America doesn't want there to be any good quarterbacks. That the reason we love football is that we love to be disappointed by bad quarterbacking. And so we've like intentionally constructed an entire game that's impossible to play just so that we can all complain about our quarterbacks. Right now on Earth, there are at most, what do we decide, Dave, like seven good quarterbacks? Can you name them? Um. Yeah, I guess like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Ding, ding. Is that the problematic speech counter? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's the naming a quarterback uh, counter. Oh, good. Yeah, uh, Cam Newton. Ding. ding. Um. Uh, who's the guy? Andrew Luck. Yeah. D- ding. Okay. Ding. 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 <laughs> yeah. Who am I missing? All right. All right. Well, well you I, get the point. You know like, what? My, my point I, is that I in all, like, if you take the entire human population, that's how many good people there are at this job. Is there any um, other job? That we missed some like? important ones. We missed important ones. I just one? John John Elway. No. Uh, <laughs> we missed Matt Ryan, who I think was the the MVP last year. Oh right, yeah, Matt Ryan. We missed yeah, uh, Dak Dak Prescott, who I think was the Rookie of the Year last year. I don't acknowledge him. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Yeah, he's what? not. He doesn't count. He's a rookie. He's a rookie still. He doesn't count. What? What? He was like the best quarterback in the league last year. Yeah, for one year. He's a rookie. Oh, yeah. Like okay. once, once he's been a quarterback for like a decade, that's when uh, we'll acknowledge him on this podcast. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers? I, I said him. I think we said we him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we got him. He was, he oh. was up there. Okay, sorry. Okay. Like Aaron Rodgers looks old, like beaten down. He's the, he's the old sad guy. I yeah. like him. <laughs> He's got, a new, he's got a new girlfriend, apparently. Did you guys? So he and Olivia Munn broke up, but he was spotted playing golf with a, a model. Ah, just uh, Good for him. trying to drain the life force of another human being. I respect that. Wait, I want to do a whole podcast that's just me trying to name quarterbacks. <laughs> we might. Um, we might. Let's see, let's see how far we can push this. It could happen. It could happen. Do it. Um, do but no, I mean, so is your point that, because um, that, I, by the way, I can, as many quarterbacks as you just named, I can name even less good teachers. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Fair so, enough. So, so is that your point? Is that like, um, I mean, Malcolm Gladwell talks about predicting the trajectory of these two like professions. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 the only trajectory I can predict mm. is me chucking like a glass of water at Malcolm Gladwell because he's a nerd and <laughs> messing his hair up. Yeah, just seeing like nerd. Um, well, anyway. Uh, how can you predict any? I mean, how can you predict anything? Anyone's going to be well, good at something. There's, I mean, you right, asked yeah. the question in a very abstract way, but instead we could just look at examples where it's, where it, things are pretty predictable. Like, I mean, for example, LeBron James from the time he was like 14 was projected to be, you know, the That's next true. great NBA player. So, um, so well, I was going to ask about like Cam Newton, for example, when he was drafted, people pretty had a good idea that Cam Newton was going to be good. I think so, yeah. Well, I guess my they question... did, but they also like every year they think three quarterbacks are going to be good, like uh, three. You know what I mean? Like, so you'd actually you wouldn't you'd do it the other way. Like you'd say but, not not which quarterbacks turned out as well as we thought, but how many of them did not? That's fair, but Cam was drafted number one overall in in, in his draft, twenty eleven. Yeah, yeah. So my question is, what makes um, and maybe it's a Dave question, like what makes quarterback, what makes the world of quarterback different from you know, a star player like LeBron James, who's really, really good uh, in high school and college or whatever, and then uh, continues to be good. Why is court, why is being a quarterback less predictable than playing any other position, any other sport? Geez, that's a really hard question to answer. I mean, I'm just trying to think. So I think the place to start would be to compare the difference between the NFL and the NCAA uh, at the, uh, in terms of football. And I think the NFL is just a much faster game. And obviously, also the people that you're being tackled by and pursued by in the NFL are like much stronger um, and more dangerous to like your health. Uh, like the uh, leap from college to professional is a lot bigger in the NFL. And not only that, but I think there's a lot more parity, uh, a relative parity in the NFL. Um, so in the NCAA, you might face a team that's just nowhere on your level. It doesn't even belong on your on the same field as you. Um, and th- that might happen like several times in a season. And your stats and the the perception of your performance and skill level could be really inflated uh, by facing an inferior defensive line. So, if the other defense is pretty poor, then you're going to have a lot of opportunities where um, um, their pass defense falls apart, and there's going to be wide open receivers, or it takes them way too long to get to you. So you have like seven seconds to make a decision. In the NFL, you have a very limited amount of time to make a decision about who to pass to or whether it's safe enough to pass, and the, your, your release has to be really fast and really accurate when you're, when you're passing. So. so it's just in some ways a, a more difficult job. Um, but also, now, do, do, in, the, in, in the NBA, do they have, like, team captains? I, I, I have one more thing to say about that. Okay. Uh, they do have team captains. Um, but I'm thinking that uh, maybe... So I'm trying to compare, like, why in basketball is that different? And I think, like, in basketball, um, there's, like, a physical skill set that transfers maybe more easily and is more predictable when it transfers over to the professional level. And maybe some of the IQ stuff is more learnable. Um, Whereas in football, there might be, like, dozens of, of, of young men in the NCAA that have, like, the physical tools to be a decent NFL quarterback but like the 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 difference in like how keen your decision making has to be like how sharp your mind has to be in the yeah. NFL is is probably huge from NCAA. Well that's what I was yeah. trying to get at I guess since I don't really um I'm I'm a little new to this stuff but it seems like quarterback is more of a weird kind of leadership position where you're having to kind of like plan yeah. the play 
no Whereas question. Be- yeah. You know, basketball, you know, it's just constantly attempting whatever is is going to happen based on the changing circumstances. Well, yeah, you're running plays in basketball, but if if you're if you're the player running falls apart in basketball, it's totally salvageable. You know, yeah. there there are multiple right. players on the floor who can create their own shot. In football, it's not salvageable. Your play has to hold together. The plan, if the plan falls apart, the play falls apart. It's just a one-to-one relationship. And that's not true of basketball. Yeah, I think that's totally true. And the other thing is that like NFL offenses are just infinitely complicated. And so the quarterback has to know what every single player is going to be doing at all times. Right. Um, not true on the basketball court as much. Not true. I think the, I think basketball is, I, I guess, I mean, this might not be totally true, but it feels to me that like basketball is always basketball. And I like mean, the game, the game doesn't change significantly in terms of like, it's not like you're running set plays in the NBA that, that are yeah. infinitely more complicated than what you would be able to do. Yeah, I think people would argue with whether basketball is always basketball, but I think it, like what you're saying is definitely on like a spectrum of truth where right, um, right. there's just a way wider variation. There's way wider diversity of offense that you could run in the NFL than there is in the NBA. Like, I, I think that's hard to argue with. Look, Dave, I'm happy just to be on the spectrum of truth. That's all I want in life. I don't need to, I don't need to be right. I just need someone to say that I'm between the brackets. Podcast title. <laughs> it's like po- podcast true. That's all I want. Podcast true. So on the, so when you're a quarterback, you have to make kind of split second decisions at any moment. You know, something could come hurtling at you, yep. uh, and that's just like the way it is in the classroom. Is what Malcolm Gladwell is saying. <laughs> that's right. Um, I mean, yeah, that might be. Maybe might teachers be. should make like, um, you know, strategy plans like in the like the NFL does, like plays, like well, teachers. That's, right. Well, that's why Malcolm Gladwell's essay is called "Quarterbacks Make the Best Teachers." <laughs> um, yeah, and he uh, has that whole fifty-yard rule that he has made famous. Um, all right, guys. We talk- wait. Did anyone other than me and Nicole watch any of the draft? Did Simon or Dave watch any of it? I watched the film draft day. I told you it was on a plane uh, several years ago. Right. Okay. Um, no, I, I did not watch any of the draft. I, I I have I don't understand the draft. I want to understand it way better. Um, Matt Taibbi for Rolling Stone occasionally writes really illuminating articles about how it's just like a weird. Um, like cultural, I don't know, like tradition, um, and just how kind of bizarre it can be. Mm-hmm. Um, taking people who like, you know, aren't really prepared in in many ways to kind of step into this like celebrity spotlight and and thrusting them into it in a really bizarre, uh, unpredictable way. But um, as much as I find that idea really intriguing, um, I was not able to make room to watch the draft itself. Was the, is the NFL draft that much? different than like the nba draft or there's just a lot more of it so the nba draft only has two rounds um Uh. and it takes place like it starts and then it's over the nfl draft is now like a full weekend experience because there are i think there are seven like i said i'm not positive but yeah yeah, i think seven rounds now Um, philadelphia is uh has a lot of history to it do you think any of the history got like do you think they had to like destroy any history in order to build their uh modern like they they had to melt down the Liberty Bell. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they could I heard put that. like a. I, I did hear that. <laughs> or anything uh, like? Do you think any of that happened? They had to take like the Betsy Ross flag and um, I don't know, burn it. I guess right, so they could put a jersey in, in its place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess the, like one of the weird things, um, you know, that always comes out in the NFL draft is just all the articles about like, like a guy like punching his girlfriend in the face outside of Waffle House, um, which um, <laughs> that's kind of what I do pay attention to, yeah. um, which I which is real. That, that, that's Caleb, uh, yeah, Caleb, got, Caleb Brantley. Got, yeah. Or no, yeah, am yeah. I confusing that? <laughs> oh, nice. Wait, who got, 
like a, 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 a someone who got drafted will. No, I think they get kicked like he was a draft prospect, and it, it's just like a bunch of weird stuff that always comes out in the last week. Um, you know, where like, and what am I looking at? Top NFL uh, draft prospect. Uh, who's this guy? Mel, uh, Garyan Conley uh, okay. was you know accused of uh, assaulting a woman. Um, you know, because and then. He- he did not get drafted, so he got... Well, I think it's, like, this weird thing where, like, uh, you know, all these kind of people are in these weird positions in life, uh, you know, uh, suddenly um, go insane, kind of, due to their circumstances, uh, and, um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's what I always pay attention to, is all the uh, articles about... It creates, about. Like, this, like, this really, like, high-tension, like, really intense moment, and then there's reactions. Well, not, yeah, and, I mean... Yeah. There was a case last year of a guy, I forget his name, maybe somebody can Google this, but there was a guy last year who got drafted, but on draft night, I think, there was like, they found a, a picture appeared online of him smoking a bong that was a gas, a gas mask. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, wait, oh, yeah. Well, wait, and that- it was hilarious, but it cost this poor kid like millions of dollars because he got drafted way lower than he should have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, like actually, there. it's funny. Uh, that plays directly into my play of the week. Oh, great. Mm. Um, do we want to just segue to that right now? Because my play yeah. of the week, so... Top plays of the week. Of the week. <laughs> we don't give this guy a lot of love on the podcast, um, but longtime podcast listener, big supporter, Roger Goodell. Um, <laughs> this week, uh, actually uh, just a couple days ago, was, uh, was talking about use of marijuana. Um, and specifically, uh, he suspended Buffalo Bills offensive tackle, uh, Ciantrell Henderson, who's undergone two surgeries related to Crohn's disease, which, as my podcast fellow hosts know, I have Crohn's disease, um, and he suspended him for 10 games for uh, using medical marijuana. And wow. so his, his, that's not his play of the week. I find that uh, obviously reprehensible. Um, but unfortunately, um, you know, like I've, I, I have not had to have any surgeries. I actually am very fortunate uh, in that, you know, I've been asymptomatic forever, and I, I have just a very mild case of it. Uh, but, uh, so I don't have to use marijuana for uh, medical reasons. I just use it for, because it makes anime better. But uh, <laughs> Roger Goodell said, and I quote, um, listen, you're ingesting smokes. So that's not usually a very positive thing that people would say. It does have an addictive nature. There are a lot of compounds in marijuana that may not be healthy for the players long term. All those things have to be considered. It's not as simple as someone who just wants to feel better after a game. We we really want to help our players in that circumstance, but I want to make sure that the negative consequences aren't something that is going to be... I just want to make sure that the negative consequences aren't something that is going to be something that will be held accountable for some years down the road. So that's it. Marijuana... Some some sentence there. That's a really weird sentence. Well, and I just like the idea that uh, Roger Goodell is really concerned about health-related things his players might be doing that could affect them long-term. You know, not repeated concussions, uh, but marijuana use. Yeah, I was going to say, I like the idea that you're talking about this, like, with such sincerity until you turned it. (laughs) Yeah, because I was, like, blown away by that. I mean, he's literally, if you took out marijuana and replaced it with concussions, it's actually something that a human being should say. Right. <laughs> um, but right. he's not talking about that. He's talking about a guy with Crohn's using probably like CBD, um, yep. you know, which is, you don't, you know, the THC is not really going to help as much as the CBD oil, which has no psychoactive effects. Right. And I love that he's really focusing on the long term health, uh, the unknown long term health ramifications. 
The drug wow. might be negative to the health of our players, he says. So that's my play of the week. I was blown away. That's like that's the equivalent of like a four-point shot in basketball. Right. That's not like a Saturday Night Live um, skit. That's like really what the commissioner said. I'm quoting him, I'm quoting him verbatim. Yep. Um, it's, a, it's awful. He's a, a terrible goblin of a man. But can I just play devil's advocate and ask one question? Like, if, if you think about no. it structurally instead of, instead of <laughs> like, like what, what is Roger Goodell supposed to say? Does he have the power to say, um, I think all of our players like, should, of course, be using marijuana because it can help them? No, but I, what I would say is that his particular focus in, in this quote um, – on the long term, on the unknown long term health ramifications <laughs> of marijuana use, is uh, as they would say on the internet, a bad look for Roger Goodell. Uh, right. it, it, it kind of calls attention to um, the fact that all his players uh, have holes in their brain by the time they're forty. Oh man! Well, yeah, yeah and they're just all constantly jacked up on painkillers. Yeah, and yeah, they have horrible, horrible, like you know, yeah, they have like back surgeries and all these other things, you know, and yeah. so. I think um, it, it just kind of calls attention to literally everything else that's detrimental to your health about playing in the NFL. And that's why it's my play of the week. Yeah. Wow. So it's, it's your play, play of the week, week because, like, of his the way he was able to so um, well, confidently say that? or like Yeah, yeah. I think, like, to a certain extent, I, I like most Americans, uh, find hypocrisy, uh, if you go far enough with it, uh, admirable. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you if you go like halfway with it, then I'm like, oh, you're a hypocrite. But if you really like embrace it, uh, mm-hmm. like, um, for example, you know, Donald Trump, like doing right. like everything that he tweeted against two years ago and, and just being, you know, like the biggest like asshole on the planet. Um, you know, that's why he won. Because we're like, yeah. hey, you know, this guy's this guy's going for it. I'll vote for him. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, well, should I do? Are we going to do more? Should we do all the plays of the week? I think we should do all the plays of the week. All right, yeah, I have yeah. one. I have one that'll cheer us up because that was a total bummer of a, of a play, but um, yeah. <laughs> well, necessary. All right, like many things that Simon does, like a bummer, but afterwards we're like, you know, we needed that. It was necessary. Um, I have a play of the week that is uh, from my mom, actually, a uh, long time, our first and <laughs> like the only the only listener we can empirically prove exists. Um, sent me uh, a link to the article about the big tip that Greg Popovich left. Did you guys see this story? Oh, oh yeah. That, yeah, I did. This was my play of the week too, man. Oh, uh, was it? Yeah. Do you want yeah. do you want to take it do you want to take it from here, Mikel? Nah, you go with it. You go with <laughs> it. I'm just yeah. Should we do that thing where we do every other every other sentence? <laughs> we've got we've got some time to kill. Oh, I love when you guys do that actually. That was one of the best yeah, pre pre Dominique segments. <laughs> All right. So um uh did you guys hear about the, the big tip that Greg Popovich left at a restaurant uh i did actually I, but go on apparently <laughs> it was in memphis right at at a restaurant named mcelwins because they're playing in memphis yeah they're the playoffs yeah and uh well one thing about greg popovich is he really likes expensive wines he's a he likes a fine wine after a hard hard day at work he's flexible we got about five more seconds for this <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, the the the, uh, the bill came to eight hundred dollars. So, what's a normal tip on that? Oh, like a hundred and eighty or something. Yeah. Yeah. Not for yeah. Popovich. That was no. not for nine hundred, but yeah, pretty good. One sixty. Oh, all right. So, uh, Greg Popovich, he uh, flex took, it, Popovich, flex it. <laughs> he uh, he put the put the pen in his hand and uh, he wrote some numbers. Yep, and it was more than twenty percent in the end. He wrote. F- 
well, let's see, four, five. <laughs> he wrote six numbers. <laughs> with, a, uh, with a decimal, I assume. With a decimal in the tip six spot. Oh, guys, right. let me know when you're. Let me just let me know when you're done with this. When you're really drawing <laughs> shoot, it out, guys. Shoot me a text. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, most of the numbers you wrote were zeros. Okay, come <laughs> on, guys. Just like you gotta, Mikhail, just finish it. Finish it, Mikhail. Mike, Mike, Mike's got so the, of the finish him. <laughs> five zeros. Well, that's interesting. Five zeros because the other number he wrote was also a five. Holy fuck! Whoa! Whoa. With a decimal. Yeah, five, oh, five, yeah. Five, it was five thousand dollar tip. Five thousand dollar tip. That's really nice. Yeah, that's a very nice tip. That's I don't good. know who the waitress was. Do we know anything about the waitress Ooh. or waiter well, or oh, waiter? Yeah, yeah. server, server, uh, yeah. problematic. Server, shit, did Ding. I get the damn it? Mm, sounds problematic. One, two, <laughs> time out. Problematic timeout. Yeah, I mean, my response to that, Britt, when you sent the. Uh, Excuse me. A photo of the receipt was that um, Greg Popovich is going to be sleeping on the couch tonight <laughs> because you oh. thought he was he was trying to seduce his server. Yeah, I didn't take it as like an act of goodwill as much as. Yeah, or, as a, I mean, I was just oh. interested. He drank eight hundred dollars worth of wine, which I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I I can do that, you know, for sure. But but I mean, to, for me, that's like at the at the most expensive bottle of wine that I'm really willing to buy. That's sixteen bottles of wine. <laughs> um and and you $50, know $50 I got it. Yep. And and so I think um you know so I was like man that guy had 16 bottles of wine no wonder he left a $5000 tip. He has like no mm. idea what's going on right now. So there's different <laughs> ways to interpret it but I I saw I I don't think I got your text uh or maybe I did Mikhail. I saw it on uh, Twitter someone was tweeting that I like, did it uh, on uh, uh I I I I slid into Dave's DM. Okay, all right. It was out of the group thread. Okay. <laughs> that was that wasn't yeah, yeah. like racist or anything, but it's I didn't like what you said. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's a problematic. It's problematic for me. Back in time <laughs> out. Back in time <laughs> out. Mm, sounds problematic. One. All right, Mikhail's back in time out. All right, three. so uh, so uh, other plays of the week, uh, Dave. Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna read from um, from a website that I'm not gonna cite. Uh, people sitting down to a breakfast of southern-style frozen hash browns might be surprised to find, quote, extraneous golf ball materials mixed in with their potatoes, according to a voluntary recall announcement issued by McCain Foods USA. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, I'm into this. The golf ball-tainted potato products are the two-pound bags of Roundy's brand and Harris Teeter brand frozen southern-style hash browns bagged on or after January 19th. <laughs> Uh, McCain Foods urges customers who bought these products to resist their hash brown cravings because of the risk of choking on golf ball bits or simply other physical injury to the mouth. Um, and so apparently uh, the place that, that, this, um, that this hash brown company <laughs> farms their, their potatoes uh, for the hash browns is next to a golf course. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, and and like and like the labor or the process of uh, of harvesting the potatoes and converting them to hash browns is like is like so robotic and automated uh, that they didn't even catch that there were tons of golf balls in the in the potato stash. So the robot the robots that are picking the potatoes see the golf balls and think the golf balls are potatoes. Well, it's probably not robots. It's probably like some big like thresher style thing that just like like and the potatoes just don't get fil- uh, the golf balls don't get filtered out. I think it's probably robots. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, should we uh, should we analyze that? 
let's analyze it. Well, I, I do want to say really quickly, ha- have you guys ever tried making like hash browns from like scratch with like grating potatoes? It's hard as shit. You it can't, is hard. Yeah, you can't do it. It cannot be and, done. Yeah, and you, sh- you should try it with golf balls. Yeah, well, that's just it. So you need <laughs> to buy these bags of frozen hash browns. Uh, golf uh, balls. Yeah, golf balls. <laughs> So, so you're. Oh, that is a good play of the week. So they've recalled uh, a bunch of uh, bags of frozen hash browns because, um, because of golf ball shavings. Yeah. So we're here to say, uh, no one in America should eat hash browns for at least the next sixty days. All what right. about potato latka? Uh, potato latka, okay. Probably safe. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. all right. That's actually good. Just that's make cool. sure that you use applesauce with that. Yes. I'm not sure that's the first time we've ever like directly benefited our listeners' health. Or but, sour cream on your latkes. Could we maybe, Ooh, what's okay. the name of this company, Dave, that sells the potatoes? McCain Foods. I think it's owned McCain. by John McCain. Yeah. Is oh. there a chance? Oh, yeah. Is there, is there <laughs> a chance a that, is there a chance that we could license the name of our podcast out to this company as the new slogan for their potatoes, though? Make room for sports. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm pretty sure that we already have done that. Oh, good. We have our, our lawyers are working on it right now. Yeah, for sure. They're going to, what are we, what are we doing? Because they have to like, they have to literally make room for sports, like in their bellies. <laughs> oh, that's true. Um, oh, I thought you meant that they were going to be whatever um, uninformed sports analysis for the uninformed uh, or whatever our slogan is. <laughs> uninformed sports analysis, but we're getting more informed every episode. We're getting yeah. more, we know more slightly, about sports. Every slightly, episode. slightly informed, slightly yeah. informed sports oh, analysis. I wonder what this podcast is going to be when we all know everything about sports. Extremely informed, like well, post post singularity when we just like <laughs> yeah yeah we like, become like sports because every week the four of us know more about sports and and eventually there's a you know there's a finite amount of sports out there so we'll uh, just do like make room for quantum physics <laughs> make yeah. room for the fifth dimension um, <laughs> right. and, yeah and like most listeners will just hear like a high pitched whining when they tune into our podcast <laughs> but it'll just be us talking about sports at like this insane level. <laughs> um, I want to also say really quickly that I don't believe John McCain can distinguish between the taste of a potato and a golf ball. Yeah, and according to Donald Trump, he's a coward because he got captured in Vietnam. (laughs) He is a fucking asshole, but whatever. Um, Anyway, I mean, I guess everyone in holding elected office is probably, I probably hate them for some reason. Um, All right. So, so, so who, so I guess we face a kind of challenge in that, like, normally we vote for the play of the week. But since McCall and Mike had the same play of the week, uh-huh. I, I feel like Dave and I are kind um, of facing. Yeah, McCall and I really jerry-rigged the. Um, <laughs> well, I can't. <laughs> yeah, you, it's, it's like more like gerrymandering, really. Like, oh, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, For once, it can't jerry-rigged. Be a tie. Actually, I'm gonna. I, I have to do well, it, guys. Jerry-rigged. Unless you guys canceled each other out. Oh, Simon! No, go, Simon! I was thinking the same thing. That was problematic. It was jerry-rigged. Is problematic. <laughs> yep. Oh, is it? Okay. Sounds problematic. One. Well, so two, so it's often pronounced three, now jury rigged four, because people think it has something to do with ju- rigged juries, but uh, jury rigged actually. Uh, nope, different two. Uh, j- jerry rigged. Um, what did Dave say? Jerry curl, which is spelled, I believe, oh. differently. Um, okay, well, we're getting in. Every time I say it, it's problematic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Jerry Rigged is a German, uh, anti-German slur from uh, the World War II era. Um, oh, because wow. the uh, Jerry was a, you know, a kind of, I don't even know if it was a slur necessarily. It was just like a nickname for Germans. 
Um, but the whole idea was that our uh, our war machines were so much better than theirs, um, and theirs fell apart. That uh, jerry rigged became um, a World War II propaganda term for something that was cheaply constructed. I'm not looking this up, by the way. So it all wow. could be it all could be totally wrong. That's but good. that is a that is a anti-German slur. So you uh, you are yeah. watch it. We, Watch it, Mike. Uh, so the problematic just, counter is at like three for this episode, right? That's actually not bad. Okay, we're doing pretty good. I have a correction and regret. Corrections and regrets. Which oh. is that I'm actually on the Jerry Rig Wikipedia right now. God damn and it's, it. it's, it's, Am it's I wrong? Verbatim. No, it's just verbatim. Simon was reading directly from oh, it. Oh, no. Well, that's because I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm anti-German slurs, uh, you know, 1488 on there. Um, <laughs> That's uh, that's not true, guys. We I, need a busted, a busted ding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, listen. The we'll, sound of uh, bar next, cells next week. <laughs> next. Oh, week. good. I would, I'm on it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I want to go back to suggesting that our listeners suggest segments for us because we have all these segments, but conceiving them, I feel like gives us the creative fulfillment of also having like rambled through them. So we often uh, don't actually do them. We just like talk about doing them, and then we're we're satisfied. Uh, I see. Did you know Serena Williams is pregnant on here? Who who wrote this stuff? Macau. Mike. <laughs> oh, Macau. Do you want to talk about tennis? There's a lot of tennis on here. I was just wondering if we're going to get into it this year. Like, is tennis a sport that um, we want to talk about in the future? It's a pretty exciting sport, I think. It is pretty exciting. I like tennis. Yeah, I could get into tennis. I went into like a big wormhole last night, uh, starting with Arthur Ashe, and then I was just like reading about tennis players for like an hour. Who wrote? Who is a good tennis player right now? Who should we be rooting for? Who plays? I don't tennis? know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, right, I was reading all Djokovic. About... Is Djokovic who? a thing? Djokovic. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't prove either. Is way. he the best one? I don't know. Rafa Nadal. Nadal, I think Djokovic is currently the best, but Nadal is still good. And who's the other guy? Who's Nadal's rival? I always forget. It. Oh, is Federer. That... Yeah, Federer. Fed- is Federer still? He's Federer is like supposedly the greatest uh, of all time. They say. Yeah. Yeah. So is, Fe- is Federer a different guy than Pete Sampras? Hmm. Yes, <laughs> but they kind of look a little the same. I think yeah, it's I like, like yeah the same thing. Like Federer, like when Pete Sampras turns around, Roger Federer is like the other side of Pete Sampras. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, that's where the expression, like the backhand, that's where it comes from in tennis. It's like all the greats, they just have a, like another tennis player on their back. So who's, who's, who's on the other side of Andre Agassi? <laughs> Jimmy um, Connors? Oh, yeah. Jimmy that's Carter. Great, that's actually. a good one. It's weird. Yeah, it's Jimmy Carter. I think that was a good one, Jimmy Con- Jimmy Connors. Yeah. Who, who was that tennis guy in the '80s who used to get like really mad and throw his racket and stuff? Um, and uh, like, John McEnroe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway. And then there was Martina Navratilova. We can name tennis players. We can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So all right. I think what we're saying to the listeners here is we're going to get into tennis later. Um, <laughs> yeah. What we're saying is if you want to learn about tennis, you found the right place. That's exactly right. Come I think we really blood. could get into tennis. Yeah, because we're going to get bored by baseball at some point. So I think tennis. Well, we're clearly like, already bored have... by baseball. And actually, I, I sense a rising wave of glee from our relief of not having to think about baseball anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what have we got real quick so the NBA playoffs are hot who advanced what are we looking forward to uh, I don't know And uh, instead of who advanced like who got knocked out we know that the uh, the uh, Rockets got 
uh, knocked out. <laughs> no, they, they won. <laughs> I mean, they won, I meant. <laughs> yeah. The Rockets, other way around. The other way around. I know that Russ is not playing anymore. Yeah, Russ is out. Um, the Wizards advanced last night. That's right. Uh, hey, the the I, Celtics pulled one out. So who's... Yeah. So. Hey, I oh, wait, ding. Did, did, did the Celtics... Uh, oh, wait. Is that a problematic ding? Oh, talking about Celtics pulling one out. I don't know what this guy's saying. Mm, sounds problematic. One. Oh, okay. Two. Copy that. Yeah, back um, in time. Out. Four. <laughs> five. Wait. Did the Celtics advance Sorry. or they not? They knocked out. I think Mike out. was actually in the middle of saying something, Mike Lochran. No, I regret. I regret my my what I said. Corrections and regrets. Wait, who, who who's winning between San Antonio and Memphis? The Spurs, Clint. I think the Spurs won. Okay. Yeah. So the exciting yeah. thing to me now is San Antonio versus Houston. That's going to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be good. Oh yeah. Uh, Wait. So the Celtics advanced over the Bulls. Yes. Okay. Uh, and awesome. Celtics Wizards. That's going to be good too. Uh, yeah. Actually. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. And, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't Wait. think there's any way the Celtics beat the Wizards. The Celtics looked so bad in that first in that first round. Yeah, but I mean, come on. Everyone keeps saying that, but they, everyone keeps leaving out the fact that the dude's sister died the night before the thing started. Yeah, they yeah. could just could be like a fresh start, maybe for right. them. Just like, and not just died, but like you know, in what a car right. accident, like yeah, just that, suddenly, like, unexpectedly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he still played. Yeah, yeah, and they, and they lost the first two games. So, and then, but then they won the next two games away. Like, so right. I mean, that shows something. Well, what about uh, Cleveland, Indiana? Is that, has that been established? Who won That's that? over. Yeah, Cleveland they swept, swept them. Right? them. Swept yeah. them. And what about uh, the Clippers versus uh, the Jazz? Did the Jazz win? Uh, that Clippers won last, last night. Did they win? Clippers won last uh, night. So the Clippers are advancing. Uh, is it tied? It I might don't be know. tied. I'll have to look this up real quick. Yeah. Can we look it up? Someone uh, nobody I'm knows. Do, I'm doing a fact check. <laughs> nobody could. Nobody could know. How can we know? Oh, this is great! It's going to Game Seven. That's excellent. Okay, I just want to point tonight. I just want to point something out right now. Actually, no. Oh God! I'll see you guys later. I'll see you guys later. We got to wrap this up tomorrow. 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 Oh, okay. Cool. Okay. Okay. I just want to say really quick: all my predictions on the bracket are so far correct, and there's no explanation for that whatsoever. Because wow. I was just picking teams that I'd heard of more than the teams that I hadn't heard of as much. Mm. I gotta check mine out. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is a, this sounds very exciting. So Clippers Jazz are the next like exciting game to watch. But, Hell yeah. Uh, but by the time people hear this podcast, that'll have been resolved. But I'm calling oh. it for the Jazz. I'm saying the Jazz are going to beat the Clippers. I agree with Simon. Jazz. I, yeah, I have the Jazz also. All right. This is good. I like voting against um, rooting against uh, my home team too. Yeah. Uh, all right. So <laughs> what are we? fun to root against Chris Paul. <laughs> it is. Uh, uh, should we talk about Mikel's song? Maybe that should be the last thing we do. Well, oh, yeah, just really quick. I yeah. could use some feedback. So there's t- two ways to go. I, either I was going to do a song that's like... Do you want to um, remind the listeners what you're talking about? I thought the two ways were going to be either you do a song or you don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of no, it. No, that, no, that's not an option. <laughs> no, not doing the song is not an option. Okay. No. That's, thir- that's the third. There so there, technically there are three ways, but yeah, go, sorry, go ahead. So, um, well, I'm just, I'm, I'm, what do I have to remind the listeners about? I'm well, doing that, a song. that, um, America has spoken and it wants you to write a song for the NBA finals. Hell yeah. Like that's a, right. A theme song. Yeah. That's right. Um, uh, the, uh, ABC has contacted me and they asked me to do a song for the NBA final. The, I mean, not ABC and the NBA organization the contacted me. The, the fans. Group? Another bad creation. You mean? <laughs> oh yeah. Moesha. Is, is it for them? Yeah. NWA contacted me and asked me 
to write a song for the NBA uh, championships for whoever the winning team is. And hmm. so I, I agreed to do it. Um, it's going to be... It's going to be a really big deal. So um, there's two ways to go. Either I have a different I can, idea. I have a third okay. way that I want to say first. Go. go. Uh, I, I think instead for, you should make a song for every team still in contention just in case they win. <laughs> That's a good idea. Well, <laughs> well that, I was thinking this like I could make the song with just like a blank space and then we could just plug in the name of the team that wins. Yes. Yes. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, that's a that's good idea. That's a great idea. Yeah. So maybe I can play the like, song. You should record it. Yeah, you should record it first so we can plug it in later. Yeah, yeah. So we can actually play the song before and then we can play the song after. Yes. Right. That's a great yeah, idea. That's, yeah. Okay. Or so is there a way that you could like make a noise that sounds like a combination of all the team's names all at once? Mm. Like, oh, on, like, I, on a true, like on a true false test when you were in school and you'd like make a, like a T, <laughs> a T oh, that has an extra line midway down? I know a way. The way yeah. is that you need to uh, practice saying the names of all the teams like as fast as you can, but slow enough that you could say them pretty accurately, like enunciate, and uh-huh. then just speed that up in like an audio software so that each uh-huh. e- in each of the spaces you could have all of the teams, but it's you sped up by like four x so it fits. And this it'll just sound like. like but it might even, it might be audible. We might be able to hear it. I feel like if it's just four or five x, we could probably still understand it. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. All right. You know what I think we need is, um, and this is slightly a different project for you, Mikhail, but... Um, a production wing, a song production wing. Well, we do, uh, <laughs> yes. But also, um, you know, I remember when I used to go to sporting events, uh, they would play Gary Glitter's Rock and Roll Part 2, mm-hmm. um, which we can't play anymore because he's a convicted pedophile. Uh, so we need, but it really was quite a great sports song because, yeah. you know, everyone knew the lyrics. You'd just be like, hey... And then the song would continue for a little while. So we, I think we need you to write Rock and Roll Part 3. Oh, okay. Oh, so like a, yeah. like a general... Because that song wasn't even really about sports, right? No, it just was a sports anthem. An anthem. So a yeah. sports anthem. And, a, and a, a, tragically a pedophilia one as well. And it should have a... Yeah, definitely <laughs> ding. Ding on that. Mm, sounds problematic. One. Two. Sorry, right, I'll, I'll be yeah. Three. And it should have a part Four, where the audience participates, five, like six. I'm in timeout. Oh, okay. Like a oh. part where the audience has to participate. Well, my question was: the one idea for the song is that it's like, like, uh, really kind of aggressive. Just like, yeah, like you losers, we beat you, we kicked your ass, you losers. It was really easy to win against you. You guys mm-hmm. suck. Mm-hmm. And like, kind of aggressive like that. Or I could huh. do a song more like. Um, we had the courage, we have the heart, we practiced hard, like a more like a, like a 70s uh, um, ballad where it's about like a sincere, about having the heart and the courage to play. Yeah, a more sympathetic take. Yeah. What do you think? I'm hearing that more as like a, um, the possibility of a more like Radiohead uh, multi-part Song that actually is both that goes back and forth. Oh, 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 yes. Okay, I knew you guys were gonna give me steer me in the right direction. Yeah, or like, like an, an A side B side situation. Yeah. Oh, I know, Macau. Essentially, what you have is you have a song for the winning team and a song for the losing team. Winning team. Oh my gosh! Oh. And like the song for the losing team version is just like really the really sad morose, but it's the exact same song, just the sad morose version <laughs> of the winning team song. Yeah, you just changed all the like major chords to minor chords. 
But yeah, it's, it's that it's that part of Paranoid Android with all the voices like like falling down, like all the descending like like <laughs> ghost voices. Actually, what I'm thinking here is just like it's pretty much Paranoid Android, uh, <laughs> but with you sort of like babbling about basketball over that. Yeah, it's like an alienated post-apocalyptic uh, <laughs> song suite, but about basketball. Exactly. So, Mikhail, are you going to have this ready for us next week? Yes, and it think- has to have. It's just one song, so it has to have the. It has to have, it has to have every team mentioned. It has to be yes. for the winning team and the losing team. And it has, and it to, has be both- to be as good and as long as Paranoid Android and have as many parts. And for Look, my benefit, I'd appreciate it if it contained all the rules of basketball. Rules of basketball. <laughs> that would be helpful you for to- Simon. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still learning some of the details, and I get a little confused occasionally <laughs> during games. So it would be helpful for me if it contained all the rules of professional basketball. Paranoid Android's like seven minutes, I think. This can be longer. Yeah, but your yeah. first song was like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, I that's not a problem for you. Okay. <laughs> um, but all we right. need more differentiated parts, you know, and and, and we need like okay. like more form, like like more of a climactic type of. So there needs to be a couple points that you know things kind of boil over. Right. That it builds. It builds. I, okay. I feel like we can't talk about this song longer than the song itself will be. So I've <laughs> I've taken myself at a timeout to end this episode. Perfect. Um, thanks for listening. I think we're gonna have a a guest next week. So Mikhail, you might be playing your song for uh, for more than just the three of us. Um, I th- I, but I don't want to hype this guest because um, a all of our guests are uh, you know fairly obscure people, but also uh, I, you know I don't really know if he can make it or not yet. So um, all right, uh, thanks for listening, everyone, uh, and uh, yeah, keep uh, yeah. Let us know if you want us to do any segments. We'll we actually will do them. All right, thanks, sports fans. Make room for sports. Make room for sports. Make room for sports.